Hey, what's up? It's Ryan Rosillo. I'm the host of The Ryan Rosillo Show on The Ringer and Spotify. We're a sports podcast. We sprinkle in some other stuff. But here's the thing about our podcast. We work in sports and we still like sports. I know. Crazy, right? But we also like to balance it out a little bit. If I've read a book that I really like, we'll have the author on. We have people from the biggest TV shows, some of the biggest people in movies, writers, actors, all of it. And of course, at the end of every single episode, 20 to 30 minutes on life advice, which is sometimes great and sometimes it isn't, but it's always worth listening to. So make sure you listen and follow The Ryan Rosillo Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S, IAN.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off Guard. I am your host, Austin Rivers, along with my co host, Pasha Gigi. What's up, fam? It always is weird when we're not together, though. You know what I mean? When we do these pods, these separate locations, it just feels, I don't know, man. It just it, something doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, this does not off. make the heart grow. This does not make the heart grow fonder with us. Um, let me tell you something right now. I generally run pretty insecure. You're what you're wearing right now on this pod, and what I'm wearing. I don't. I don't even. I feel pretty inadequate right now. I don't. I don't really feel like we well, should be I talking. Feel- well, I'm, I'm jealous. You look comfortable, and and I'm uh, over here just buttoned up all the way to the to the brim of my neck. There's the point you're like, <laughs> you, like a football player, man. You said someone said you look like a lawyer on TV. Yeah, someone commented and said I looked like a lawyer. I told my brother, "This is what your lawyer looks like." Then you're doing pretty well. By the way, that's not exactly a diss. Are we running out of like an insults at this point? Like, yeah, I mean, you look like a lawyer. Would you say? Like, I don't think uh, other than that qualifies as an insult anymore. No, no, I was just, I think he was just talking shit. I was being funny too. Obviously, man, you know, suits make people look a certain way. But usually, like you just said, it's classified with sophistication and jobs and being a grown up. Uh, You know, I was talking about with someone today, it's very grown man esque. When you put on a suit, you feel like you're doing something right. Do you realize, like, do you ever go to the airport and see guys walking around to their planes? like in loafers, like in like dress shoes. They sit on a plane in jeans. 
or they sit on a plane and dress pants. Like, bro, how comfortable? How how can you possibly be comfortable? Like, one day I want to no, no, get to that level. Way, of, that's the way flying used to be, though. Everyone dressed up to fly, and now yeah, that's when you hear older people crazy. now. They're like, they're like kids. You know, they go to the airport in their pajamas, like you know, because we're trying to be as comfortable as possible. But that's not the way it used to be. No, it's like I want to get to the level of growing up one day where I like can comfortable of going to the airport in like a full ensemble and just look like a grown man. We're always like baggy sweatpants. It's like bumming it out because it's most comfortable for sure. Uh, also, you know, obviously I have a lot of gray hair. When I put on a suit, it kind of makes sense. The gray hair and the suit, it ties, it's a good it combination. It, 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 it ties yeah. it together, especially a black suit. A little black power suit with that little, little salt and pepper. Yeah, a lot more yeah, salt lot and pepper these days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's, let's get yeah. to some basketball, bro. We had a lot. I mean, in-season tournament has been... It, it, I don't think Adam Silver could have planned it to gone any better. Yeah, it, it, it's. And I think you definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm saying you. We both hated on it when we first heard about it, right? I mean, I'm sure in earlier pods we were like, "What? What is this in season tournament? Like the NBA is well, just reaching." I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we hated it. We just didn't understand it. You know what I mean? We were just like, we we didn't understand the the value or merit in it. We we're like, what, what what's the point of this? Like, what, what, what? No one cares. This is this, and and to our surprise, as this thing's developed. People do care. I also, we, me and you didn't know about like the cash prize. We didn't know about all the ins and outs. We just heard that there was an in-season tournament and we were like, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? Once the particulars were kind of ironed out, it is a cool way to get guys to compete. Not that they shouldn't already be competing. I love when people are like, yo, this is a way for them to play hard. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck Speaking are you Speaking of that cash prize, I've heard a lot of different players talk about what they would use to spend it. It's been a comedy. Uh, you saw that interview, obviously, with Zion and Brandon Ingram. They talk about the cash prize. They look at each other and they just start laughing. And then you have Jose Alvarado, who's saying he's going to give it to his kid. And, you know, D'Angelo Russell said he's gonna, he would take it and go on vacation, which is just a nuts amount of money for, you know, summer break. Uh, what would that you just do with tells that you, What would you do that with just that five, <laughs> That just tells you, first off, let me, let me get on D-Lo quick. That just tells you the amount of money some of these young men have. It, it, it's, it's like the fact that D-Lo said, what are you going to do with 500K? Oh, I'll probably use it going on vacation. What the fuck are you doing on vacation? <laughs> it, and it, when it, are you going? Can I come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. $500,000, that should be all inclusive with all your friends and ex-teammates. But no, I mean, uh, you gotta, it, it's dope to see uh, Jose Alvarado talk about you know him doing positive things like that, uh, especially for his family and his daughter securing their future. That'd be incredible, which essentially is what he's doing, man. He's like, just think the rest of the NBA money that I make could be towards me and the family in other ways. But this one tournament, just winning one time this tournament, I can take that half a million dollars and secure my kids, multiple kids, all their futures with college, just winning this tournament one time. So it's yeah. just like, that's, that's like what's so special about this. Obviously guys like Brandon Ingram and Zion and even D'Lo, who I know is not like an all-star, but he's made all-star type of money. And he was an all-star at one point. Um, he's made over hundreds of millions of dollars. And so does Zion and so did Brandon Ingram. So they're looking at each other laughing about like some party that they're probably going to throw in. God knows what's going to be in there. You know what I mean? Every strange fruit from every tree would be walking around in that thing. By the way, Zion, even after the summer he had where, you know, all the allegations or whatever like that, just you would up. think that, yeah, just, the smile he had, the most mischievous smile he had when they asked what you would do with the money. The guy has no poker face. No, he has no poker face. And what's so funny about it too is just like, Brennan Ingram looked right at him and couldn't even hold it for more than two seconds. Because I'm sure the things that they hear this guy say, I, I don't know, I'm not in that locker room. I'd imagine it's comedy. You know what's crazy is uh, 
I was really disappointed in that performance last night, man. Just so disappointed. I, I'm a Zion fan uh, in terms of just his game when he plays. He's just so usually consistently dominant. And it just seemed like last night we had two polar opposites happen. We saw Tyrese Halliburton step up to the plate and step up to the show and take on the challenge, right? Yeah, Damian Lillard, you have been one of the best point guards in the NBA. Yeah, Damian Lillard, you are still one of the best point guards in the NBA. You've been clutching these moments. You've hit these deep threes. You've done all these things. What Tyrese do? He came right back at them, talking that shit, pointing at his wrist. And I love Dame's comment, by the way, after the game. Just saying, hey, man, I, what goes around comes around. I've done it before to people, and I've gotten got too. You know what I mean? And he's got to be careful too because I'm, I'm still around. I love the comment, the whole thing. I know some people are like 50-50 about it, but he's basically saying like, no, all respect to him. I've done it before too. I've waved goodbye to Paul. You know what I mean? Like he didn't say that, but that's what he was saying. Um, and he's like, you know, last night he, I got got, and it was my turn just to be humble and take it. All I'll tell him is just be careful because I'm, I'm still around. <laughs> I'm going to see you. We're in the Eastern Conference, bro. Like at some point we're going to play again, which is, uh, that's a, uh, a game people need to circle in their calendars. The next time I believe, the I, believe play, it's ne- I believe it's next week they play again. If it is next week, it'll works out perfect because Dame's going to be on some, he's going to be on some Dame time. I'm calling it now. He's going to try to go stupid in that game. Um, but uh, you saw this guy, this young man, Tyrese Halliburton, a young player. And we always talk about like the NBA is searching for stars. We're searching for the next this. We're searching for the next that. And look what we have like right here out of Indianapolis, a small market, which is great. Um, they're having success, which is very important because you want these young players who are in bad markets, especially good players. You want them to have success in that market. That way they stay around. You want a Giannis uh, scenario. He wins a championship there. And now he's just like tied into Milwaukee. You lose early on, even as a talented player. You know what happens, man? You get the fuck out of there. A- Anthony Davis was great with the Pelicans, man. Good player. They, they weren't really going anywhere. You know what happens? Bye. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's every good player. And, anyway. and, Paul, and Paul George did it in, in Indiana. In, in Indianapolis. They had a good start. He's like, man, I want to go compete somewhere. I, I got to leave. And then he did his thing. That team went to the playoffs and. I think conference finals, uh, even maybe one year versus the Heat, and they went toe to toe, and so they had success. So I'll give Paul George a pass, but nonetheless, you're right. And what you're saying is they haven't really been able to recover since they haven't had somebody to hold on to. And this is a guy that they traded a good player for, Sabonis, and everybody was like, "Whoa, why'd you, why'd you do that? It doesn't make sense." Now it all makes sense. Tyrese Halliburton is a unbelievably ta- talented point guard. Um, and the way he performed last night going toe-to-toe with Dame is no small feat on both ends of the floor. I know he wasn't really guarding Dame, but still, his offense was brilliant. And he, he, he stood up there like a man and like just embraced competition. And I felt like the New Orleans game, it looked, it looked disinterested. It looked lethargic. Uh, Zion was six for eight, man. What, what, six for eight, you're shooting the ball pretty damn well. That would be an incentive yeah. for you to get another well, did, 10 shots. Did you see the way LeBron was guarding him? Social distancing to the max. This guy was way Oh, yeah, no, no, no. He, he was crazy. He, he was like, yeah, he's, you're going to have to. Yeah, Zion's got to figure that part out. Yeah, you, the, way, the way LeBron guarded him was, was really smart. Like you said, he's going to have to figure that out because people see that and they're going to be like, you know, it's a copycat league. Oh, okay. You guys are doing it. We're going to do it now. We're going to. We'll back up off him. I know people have been backing off Zion for a long time, and he usually just is able to take it to him and use his size and strength to just bully guys. But when you go deep in the playoffs and you're playing these really, really good teams, and you got guys like LeBron James, 
Anthony Davis, you know. Those That's guys a great point. We haven't, we haven't seen Zion in the playoffs yet. We don't know how he would be defended. So that was a little taste yeah, of it yeah. last night. Remember, people went through that kind of with Giannis for a while. They're like, can you win with him? Can, is he able to do it? And he was able to do it. He dominated. Do I think Zion can do it? Yes. I, last night was frustrating to watch. He was six for fucking eight. He wasn't like six for 18, dog. And you're like, hey, man, he just, you had a bad game, but you went out there and you were aggressive. And you know what? You were just, you had to play like ass tonight. Shit happens. We all, we all have those nights. No one would even be mad at him because he's always fucking plays well every game. The, night, the game before, he had 10 points. The game before, he had 10 points. Then they win in the play-in, and, he, and, he, and, and then he comes back the following night and is six for eight from the field. So do it's you think like, they're just not – Are they not putting him in places for him to be successful? I don't know. Or is he not just like, attacking bro, you're, enough? You're, you're the best part of the team. Why are you not shooting 15 to 20 shots a game? Especially – the fact that you're going against LeBron and AD, you should be even more aggressive. Those guys got to fucking work, bro. LeBron's just on the on the offense, just teeing up threes, holding up three signs. Uh, that was the most comfortable Lakers game I've ever seen, bro. They all hooped. Torian Prince hooped. D'Angelo Russell hooped. Austin Reeves Ant- hooped. Hooped. Anthony Davis hooped. Hachimura hooped. They all hooped, bro. What was that? It's like ten. There's like multiple guys in double digits. First off, shout out to the Lakers, uh, doing their fucking stuff right now. But uh, yeah, man, I just for a young team to be in the tournament, like you just you see the energy that like Indiana had and even Milwaukee had. Like they wanted to be there. The Lakers looked like they wanted to be there after the first quarter. It looked pretty good, thirty to twenty nine. Pelicans up one. I'm thinking, okay, we got another classic on our hands. Every game in the in season tournament up until that point has been unbelievable basketball. I know Adam Silver's got to just be. Walking around with his with a strut, the old um, I, the old I, the old I told you so strut. The old I told you so. What'd you say, Austin? What'd, you, what'd, you, what'd y'all say? Y'all told y'all told me I was crazy, huh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Another, I don't know. A, a great point. A great point. Your your actually your father made on the broadcast last night was they were running screens for Zion, so LeBron would be guarding him. They would do a pick and roll of Valanciunas, and then AD would just switch on him, and then it was just nothing. And Zion was like shit. Like usually you switch, you know, you try to get a mismatch. So the Lakers, I feel like last night, if they showed me anything, they're going to be a bitch in the playoffs. I don't care what they're doing in the regular season. Just like last year, they're going to be a tough out. And LeBron turns it on in the playoffs. And if they're hitting threes like that, they're a completely different team. The only thing you have to worry about with LeBron is his legs. I know he's already defined and tested the the, the, the laws of science and physics and gravity or whatever else you want to phrase it, but the, the, the dude is a, a specimen to say the least, right? We, we, we can all understand that. With that being said, we even saw the last year, the pressure and the toll that's on this guy's shoulders every single night throughout a regular season. That shit matters, man. And he carried that team, carried them up until they finally kind of hit a spark right after All-Star break where they had multiple guys playing well. It came after that trade where they acquired D'Lo and Vanderbilt and a couple other guys. Uh, Malik Beasley, I think, was there as well. Um, they started kind of like flowing into that that state where they were winning games. But prior to that, LeBron was really heavy lifting. And even when they got into motion, he was heavy lifting. By the time they got to Denver, he was finished, bro. And it's not, it's not his fault. It's just like, how can you do it? It's impossible. No one else has ever done it. First off, no one's ever done what he's doing right now. I, I still think, like, we talk about it all the time. We're like, LeBron James in year 21. Unbelievable. 
Can't believe he's still good. No, bro. He's like still top five in the NBA. And he's fucking 50. Right. He's been in the league for 21 years, dog. I I was 10 when he came in. It's a problem when LeBron looks more explosive last night, interested than, you know, Zion, who's 23 Zion, 24. That's, that's, that's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. like, bro, why that, is LeBron, last why is this night, guy doing this? Last night, Tyrese Halliburton, there was an opportunity. He took it, kind of the torch from Dame. Like, we're seeing the next generation. And then Zion had the same opportunity. I see what you're saying. And he just didn't do it. Maybe that's a testament to how good LeBron is, though. He's not ready to give it up. But what the hell was that, though? I'm just like, bro, I, first off, I, I love Ingram. I, I, I love his game. He's talented. Um... Everybody who knows me knows I'm a Zion fan. Uh, love Murphy. Love Herb Jones. Think Valanchunas is great. Uh, I love the length and size and wingspan that they have across from that team. I really thought that their length and size would bother AD and LeBron, if anything. And it ended up being the opposite. The Lakers played with all the physicality. They dictated pace. And they literally, after that first quarter, they thrashed them the rest of the, of the game. And they had so much spirit and like belief and power and like just everything that they had going on. And it just seemed like New Orleans was fucking like depleted, bro. Like it just seemed like it didn't matter. And then once they were down, they're just like, ah, we're not going to come back. And it's just like the, the, the jets were turned off and like the aggression wasn't there from their best players. It's just a weird night. I, I don't know if that's Vegas. I don't know what that is. It just was like, you know I mean? They're a younger team too, bro. They're in Vegas. Well, God, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Let what's me going ask on. you, I, th- let me ask you that, that we talked about Zion never really playing in the playoffs. Was that his first taste of that kind of atmosphere? And maybe it was a little, a little overwhelming. Eight shot attempts. It, it definitely was his first taste at playing that that level of basketball. He hasn't played in the playoffs before, so he just doesn't know. So, but that that was his first sample of it, um, which could be a good thing for New Orleans. Maybe you take that back to the lab, and you're like, okay, let's dissect this now. Uh, this didn't go well. I didn't do this well. This atmosphere was this way. You start to like, you know, he gets a feel for it. I'm sure he's going to watch film on that. Um, and By the way, again, playoff good, time, again, good job, Adam, Adam Silver. We're talking about getting a taste of the playoffs in December. Adam Silver, you Absolutely. are just, it, it's unbelievable. Hats off to Man, him. Listen, I, one, one more time. For how much success, for how much success this is going on right now, and like this explosion from Halliburton, and then you have year 21 LeBron in there. So you have polar opposites. You got like this young star who's exploding, which we usually don't see until the playoffs, right? The playoffs are for a lot of times, like that's not what it's for. It's, obviously, it's for to win a championship. But a lot of times in the playoffs, what we see every year, a star is born. A young player kind of takes that step and is like, oh, wait, this guy's special. Oh, you're not just like a possible all-star. You could be a superstar. You see it. Like you'll see it every couple of years. You'll see this guy like go to the playoffs and that pressure like propels him into a different state. Like a, a, a whole different stature. And we're seeing this in December with Halliburton because of this in-season tournament. It's a complete success. And in terms of revenue, good God. I don't even want to know what they're doing. The ratings have already climbed to the roof. They're, they're blowing up. Can you imagine next year with the new TV deals and stuff? Who knows if Netflix or someone else is going to buy the rights to the, to the in-season tournament? Like, it's going to be nuts. 500 cash prize might be a million. Like, this, this thing just has the different the distance to go even farther and, and, and bigger as these years go on. Uh, so that's very encouraging. And I think it's really encouraging that the Lakers are in this. And I'll tell you why. If I, I hate to get off topic here. I'm not hoping the Lakers win, but I think it's a win-win no matter who wins this. If the Indianapolis-Indiana Pacers, right? If the Indiana Pacers win this, you got a small market team 
that doesn't garner a lot of attention, hasn't had any national televised games, has a superstar in the making. They're winning. They're playing fast. They play must-see basketball, by the way. At the pace that they play, it's really fun to watch them play. And they play with the pass, which is great. Win-win for the city, for the organization, for the team, and for Halliburton. We already talked about it. Short-term success when you're a young star with your teams, you need it. So they stay there longer in that market. Win. Why is it a win also for the Lakers? Because just for the validation of this in-season tournament, if your first winner ever of it is the fucking Los Angeles Lakers, the biggest market in basketball, it just stamps it. It's like next year when you're talking about like, who won last year? Oh, LeBron won it. Everybody wants to win now. The, 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 mountain, the, mountaintop, the mountaintop won it last year and already deemed it cool to compete in this and go for it. He won it. LeBron did. The Lakers did. They are the show. They're the Cowboys of the NFL. They're the, they're the Cowboys of the NBA. That's, that's, that's what they are. They are the, whether you hate them, you like them, it does not matter. You can't deny it. They are the most popular team in the NBA. And the most popular player plays for them. Arguably the greatest of all time. And if he wins in year 21, playing at this way, at this pace, it's impressive, dog. It's impressive. You, it's a how win-win. Do you, how do you want to see the team that wins? How do you want to see the celebration? Do you want to see confetti? Do you want to see a banner? You want to see champagne no, 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 in the no, no. locker room? What do you want to see? I have no problem with champagne in the locker room. You guys just won a half a million dollars each, and you just guys won a tournament that everybody, quite frankly, had a chance to compete for, and you guys won. I have no problem with you guys going to the fucking locker room and, and having a little bit of champagne. I, 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 I don't mind the confetti either. You could bring some confetti down and have in-season champ shirts. You could do the whole jazz. I, I, I actually take that back. Yeah, you could do the whole jazz. I don't mind it. There's no fucking parade or no ring. What about a banner? You don't get a ring? No, absolutely not. Maybe. 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 I, don't, <laughs> I, think so. I don't like that, though. I, I, I don't want to doubt this, this tournament anymore. I, I think we a banner. Any, I think the Lakers would do anything to stick it to the Celtics. Let's put no, another no, no, banner no, banners, no, banners, another... no banners. No banners. No banners. No banners. No banners. No banners. You can't walk into an arena and be like, yeah, they got 10 banners up there. And then have to decide, like, oh, wait, wait, wait. But those are in-season tournaments. The ones we have, like, uh, bro, a banner is when you go four rounds in the playoffs and win best of seven series. Not single elimination tournament that the Pacers are about to win or the Lakers might win. The, the, the hell no. So no banner. No so way. It just seems no like, fucking it banner. Seems like, it seems like this is not a diss towards the in-season tournament, this whole no banner no, thing we just, that you're having. We just spent, this is we just more spent about, 30 this is, minutes talking yeah, about this it. Is more, this is more your relationship and how you view banners. I think you just look at a banner as something a little more prestigious. When you, It has to be. The only, people, the only thing that a banner, you know what's the only thing that's on a banner in an arena? No, it's no, you either get called, a champ, called, it's, division titles back in the day, conference. They used to have yeah, conference. They, that shit's all, that's all practice facility. That's all practice facility. You want a banner for the in-season tournament, hang that shit up in the goddamn practice facility. No one wants that in the rafters. No one wants that. I'm not saying it's not important. We just spent the last 30 minutes talking about how we love the in-season tournament and how big of a success it is and how we thought Adam Silver's crushed this, yada, yada, yada. No one's a bigger fan of the in-season tournament than us at this point. All I'm saying is in terms of like the reward from it, you get the cash prize. You get the cool-looking trophy. You get the publicity. It, 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 you, you, you might get the confetti and, 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 the, and the champagne, which is it's cool because you did win something. But like I said, I have no problem with it. A banner is nutty. You, the, uh, you, the banner means so much more just because the only thing that's ever hung in an arena, in the Raptors, in terms of banners, is either a, in terms of today's day, is either a championship or a retired player's jersey, okay? Let's keep that standard very high. You have to go to the playoffs, make it, by the way, go four rounds, best of seven, and win. 
It's much harder than just winning a couple games in Vegas, bro. Again, I have no problem. I think the NCAA tournament's been a success. I think it's dope. I think it's cool how they've structured it. I think the champs should be proud. Uh, They should be happy. They'd be ecstatic. Man, shit, I'll take a half a million dollars for playing a couple games, going in Vegas, getting to play in front of that crowd. Um, You you didn't tell me how you would spend that, how you would spend that half a million dollars if you won. Honestly, I'd probably just pay down my loan on my house. That's very, like, it's, it's you're wearing a suit, very mature answer. Okay. I mean, if I, was, I got a half a million sure. dollars, why wouldn't I put it? I, I got I'm, a mortgage seeing, for a house. Seeing, why wouldn't I, got, I, I got, pay off? I got, I got LeBron and Turks right now. I mean, uh, Drake and Turks right now on Instagram doing whatever he's doing. And then I got you over here paying off the house. Like, it's just different. You were growing up before my very eyes. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to make the responsible decisions these days. Not all the time do I come through on those. Yeah. Have you seen the car collection? Right. What do we do? That's like, I'm downgrading. The relax. They're collect. They're collectibles. <laughs> they're actually appreciating in value. They are appreciating in value. They are, with the exception of my daily. Every other car that I have is worth more now than it is when I bought it. Whenever I did, that's just a fact. People are like, yo, how many cars you got? People are like, damn, you spent all that money on cars. I'm like, brother, beat it. You put your money in stocks, so do I. You put your money in real estate, so do I. I'm fortunate enough to have money put aside to where I can also put it into something that I like and that I know that I'm knowledgeable about. I might not be able to know how to read the Wall Street and understand how to play the stocks and bonds and sell and, and, and trade and this, this, and that. I got people who do that. What I do know, though, is how to sell and trade and study classic, vintage, modern classic cars and modern day hypercar and supercars. And I know the collectible ones and I know the rare ones. And I've spent years building relationships with people in that car industry. You know what I mean? That's a very prideful hobby of mine. That reminds me of a, I saw his John Mayer interview where he, you know, he spends a lot of money on watches. Watches, and he, yeah. And he said, I saw an, a title of an article the other day and it said, John Mayer blew half of his net worth on watches. And he goes, that's a fine art title of an article. Can we get rid of the word blue? I didn't blow it. These are, his watches are appreciating in value. He, he didn't blow the money, but... I, you do have an affinity for cars, and it's—I don't think there's a problem with it. Bro, Listen, gr- it's like we're having gr- intervention with you. We're, we're going to be like, "Hey, man, you got to sell these cars." No, no, cars no. no. And- I, I actually wanted—I actually wanted to explain that just for people who don't really know, or some people who do know. Yeah. I like cars, this, this, and that. Like the cars that I buy, it, it's not about the price; it's about the collectability. I and it's about what type of car it is. Is it, it mass-produced, mass—you know—manufactured? I don't go to Rolls Royce and buy like I don't have like five Rolls Royces. I'm just driving off the lot. And they're depreciating as soon as it leaves the lot. You know what I'm saying? The the cars that I have are like limited edition track focused cars or like super rare 90s limited cars. Like I, I'm into like pretty much 80s to up until now. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, people would be blown away if they knew how much money these cars make in value. They're like art. It's the same thing of owning a Picasso except it has wheels. It's it, it, some of these cars are limited to fifty made, twenty made, well, you've, fifty, a hundred. You've you've offered for me to drive one around the neighborhood a few times, and I I say no every single time because yeah, my friend, you guys are all I'd petrified rather, to drive. I'd rather just not. I don't even want to get inside of it with my coffee. I might do a little spill action. Like, there's no chance. I'm just not. There's nothing do, about you, me that you, wants to drive one of your expensive cars. You're good for a spilled coffee. You are absolutely. You spill coffee more than anybody I've ever seen. You just spill it. It's almost like you wake. It's it's almost like you try to. Every time I see you, there's like a little coffee stain around you. Is it, is it, first of all, I'm not spilling on my clothes. Now people are imagining me with like a white shirt with a coffee stain on it, just walking around Park Avenue. A giant coffee circle. <laughs> no, but uh, I spill coffee because I always have coffee in my hand. It's like saying, why do most shark bites happen in shallow water? That's where the people are, right? Why does, why does yeah. Pasha spill so much coffee? He always has coffee with him. 
So yeah, either way, I'm not Fair getting enough. in your cars. I'm not driving them. We do have a friend of ours that did drive your car one time. I was praying for him the entire time. Because I don't know what would happen I know, if you crashed it. off though. He did. And it was like in the rain and shit. You remember that? Yeah, that was crazy. I actually sold that car too. I just sold I just sold a couple cars, man. I'm downgrading. So um, until I upgrade one day <laughs> again, I can't give it up. I told my, I told, I told my financial advisor, I said, hey, listen, man, since I was a boy, when it was my birthday, I asked for two things. I asked my parents for a pair of sneakers. I just wanted a pair of hooping sneakers and I wanted one model car. I used to collect die cast models size 118 because that's the only thing that's collectible. Stop it. Um, and that's all, <laughs> that's, that's all I ever wanted, man. We need like, we need like an interpreter every time you talk about cars and whatever you just said. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I, see what, uh, I don't even know. What that was. It's the size, it's the size and frame of the, of the car. 118 scale is like the best. That's like the most collect. That's where people collect. I, like no one else. I was getting Ninja Turtles as a gift when I was a kid. You're over here getting yeah, like yeah, model yeah. cars. I don't know what's going on. Yes, Correct. All right, let's get, all right, let's get back. We've drifted away. Let's get back on basketball. I wanted to ask you, how would you compare a guy, because I did this last night with somebody, how would you compare like Tyrese Halliburton, the way he runs an offense versus Luka Doncic? Yep. I think you and me would both agree Luka's obviously the better player, even though that, that gap is closing a little bit. How would you compare? I, I, I think uh, the way I see Tyrese play, he he's good for a rebound and one of those Lonzo ball, Kevin Love, just throw it up, throw it up. Kind of, and I don't yeah. think Luca really does that, right? Luca kind of pounds the ball a little more. Luca's more controlling. He's more Trey Young esque. No, I'm not comparing them as players, although you should, because they're very similar in terms of even stats, uh, success, in terms of how far they've gone in the playoffs, and playing style. They're very, very ball dominant. The ball is going to be in their hands 99% of the time. Which, if you can't play off the ball, or if you cannot shoot, pick, or roll, be an athlete, you will struggle playing with them. Like it, that's just that's just the reality of the situation, right? Um, they're dominant players. I'll just let's talk about Lucas specifically. He's, you know, arguably one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, but it's harder to play on a team that's captained by him versus a team that's captained by Tyrese. He plays through movement, speed, and the pass. He knows I'm the point guard. I can score whenever I want. I'm going to have the ball every possession. Every time my big gets a rebound, that guy comes down with it, secures it, and looks for me. <laughs> Everybody else on that team, when they get a rebound, they all look for who? Tyrese. And you want to know why they look for him? Because they know they're getting it back. If you throw it to him and run the floor, he'll throw it ahead to you. And the, my favorite thing about Tyrese Halliburton, he doesn't need to get the assist. He's fine with the hockey assist. That guy kicks the ball ahead to people because that's what he's trying to do with the tempo of the team. He might, he might not get anything out of it on the stat book. He might not get the assist. He might not get the triple-double. But he's doing it because it's going to benefit their team. They have the fastest pace in the league. They have the highest offense uh, efficiency. This guy's numbers that he's putting up right now are silly. I mean, bro, what he's doing right now is he's dominating. And, and I'm, tr- I'm really excited for... And it's and so we awkward, about, we, too. We, we talked about this before... But the way the point guards were, they beca- it became scoring point guards, right? The Derrick Roses, the John Morants, the Russell Westbrooks. And then we got the, you know, the James Hardens and the Trey Youngs and the Lucas that have the ball all the time. I think it's really cool that we have a throwback point guard that gets everyone involved. He reminds me of a Jason Kidd, but he's shooting 40% from three, which Jason Kidd wasn't really doing until the end of his career. So I don't even know what to compare him to. It's really something we've never seen before. And I don't like saying that because it sounds, you know, he, we say that he, about a lot of players, but... 
No, but it's but that's the truth. With the evolution of the game, you're going to see guys who have talents of former players, but with something else added to it. And you're going to be like, yo, we've never seen this before. And that's the fact. We've never seen anything like Nikola Jokic. We've seen flashes of it, I'm sure, with other bigs, but we've never seen anything like him. We've never seen anything like uh, uh, fucking Victor Wimbaya. Women yam. Wimbaya we've never seen is crazy. Like, <laughs> uh, and, and like you said, like you just alluded to, bro, like Tyrese Halliburton has a lot of, like you said, that Lonzo Ball-esque game, that Jason Kidd game, but way more capable as a scorer. This guy's still putting up 30 and 40. He's even, I think he, did he have a 50 this year? Maybe even one point. I don't even know, but he's put up heavy numbers and he's always doing the rebounding and the assist. He's fast. He's athletic. He can drive. His game is quirky too. He's a hard guard because he's kind of weird. Like he don't have a pit pat, but he does have a pit pat. It's like he like lost Drew with these crosses, but they're like so awkward looking. He's just like, his game is not attractive. It's not a, it's not like a, it's and not it starts a, with the jumper. It starts with the jumper. The jumper is no, a the, sex the, the, shot the, the, with a twist. The, 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 it is the ugliest fucking thing. I hate it. I can't stand it. I hate his jump shot, but it's butter. He's got a clip, but he can shoot. He shoots four feet behind the line. I hate it. I hate how it looks. It drives me crazy with how that guy's like winds up. He first off, he like the way he has to get his shot off with the crossover, like his moves, because he's like because he shoots so funny, he can't get it off all the time. It's a very blockable right. jump shot. So like he has to like maneuver in ways to get it off off this like awkward backwards step back. I don't know how he gets it to the rim, and this guy is cooking. And not only that, he shoots. He shot. He's always. He's actually always been a pretty damn good shooter. Especially now, he shoots at a high clip. He can shoot the shit out of the ball. His jumper, however, it just looks nuts. But it like just goes in. It is crazy, but his game is awkward. Everything about his aesthetic. It's like he's an awkward guard. He's not Kyrie Irving that's going to come down and hit you with an in-and-out cross, snatch back, drive, and pull back. He's more like reading the pick and roll. He's like antsy with it. And then he'll go a hard way and then stop on a dime and hit, shoot a three. Or like he'll do a pullback, but it's like after probing. Like he probes a lot. And he's very awkward, but like that's it, it's a hard guard, man. But this guy is don't forget it for the people I'm saying, just because I'm saying he doesn't have like the traditional pit pat. He is highly skilled. Highly skilled, man. The fucking um the fucking uh the finishes over Robert uh Brooke Lopez yesterday. The the the, the left hand layups, the, the right hand layups, the little oh, the high up the glass floaters, like bro, people who don't know basketball don't understand, like that is a Tough-ass shot, bro. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on Cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, 
all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And I think it helps also, you always talk to me about when players play confident, they have the green light, they get to do other things. You know, some players are capable of doing stuff. You know, Malik Monk used to be early in his career, was capable of doing what he's doing now, but he's maybe to have the green light of the confidence now, right? And... For a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, it's just he just seems like the most confident basketball player on the planet right now. And it started with Team USA basketball. You and me talked about how the team just played better when he was in the game versus Brunson. And then you yeah, see him this year. It, it, the team looks like they 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 love playing with him. Everyone looks really happy, and the passing is contagious. And they're going to be a hard out, man. I think. Are you? Do you think they're a contender in the East? No, not a contender. No, I think Tyrese is having a hell of a run. I think he is an unbelievable player. I think if you're an Indiana Pacers fan, you have to be ecstatic. You knew you had an all-star, but now you know, like, uh-oh, we might have a guy that, like, we, we've never been a heavy market. We don't bring a lot of attention in. The guys don't want to come here and play. That, that changes when you have a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. Like, when you have a guy like Giannis, you just get people. You get Drews. You get Brooke Lopez. Well, it came, out that, it, it came out that Halliburton has been recruiting, too. I bet he has. You want to know why? Because they're not a contender, like I just said. They're good. Have you seen their roster? Give me a, again, I'm not saying they have good players over there. They, they, they got solid, hardworking players. They're well-coached. Uh, love Carlisle. I, I, I just, like, if you're asking me, like, could they beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series? Like, that shit that we saw the other night, bro, no. They're not going to do that seven, four, four out of seven games. No way. Their roster is just not. It's not. No. I like Tyrese. I like Miles Turner. Um, I love the backup point guard uh, for... Um, the Pacers, Nemhard. he backs up a Nemhard. Yes, love him. Love him in a in a playoff McCon- series. TJ McConnell I came like in Ma- and hooped. First off, McConnell hooped his ass off yesterday until he had that little weird stint where he like traveled six times in a row. I don't know what the hell was going on. One of them wasn't even a, one of them was one of them wasn't even a travel. He actually like just took this little awkward gather step, and I think they thought it was. Uh, but he played his ass off in a playoff series. It's tough though because you got to hit jump shots. Like his little probing and like shooting the midi, like that shit ain't gonna. It's just different in the playoffs. It's it is. Well, uh, I guess what we're saying is that their style they of play don't is have, good for this. They're this March Madness one and done type of tournament. I yes, think bro. This like fast is, pace. Yes, they're difficult to beat in a playoff series where you have seven games to comp- to prepare for this team, and you're going to know their playing style, and you're going to adapt by game two or three. And you know every play, and you know every retirees is hitting. Who else is making plays on that team? But they're so dependent on this one young man, like kind of making everything happen for them. I just like, bro, when, when he's not in the game, they look crazy. I mean, I, no, man. And in, in terms of like shooting guards and like small fours, they got the one guy who plays hard and could defend. Um, Naismith? Aaron Naismith? But yeah, yeah, you know, he's solid, but like his, he can't really shoot. He's not a strong shooter. So like in the playoffs, he's going to be a liability. He kind of was last night until he forced one in. One of the threes he made, I don't even know how the ball went in. It looked like the, the ball didn't even want to go in. It just went. Um, and then uh, you got Buddy Heald, who's like, he could really shoot and score, but 
you know, I don't know. But, so it's but, just like uh, defensively, it's been... Buddy Heald has been living on the trading block since he's gotten in the NBA. It's the weirdest thing ever. For a guy that's had the yeah, most trades yeah. in the last five years in the NBA, it's the weirdest thing. It's really... I don't know what that is with him. We'll have to do a digestion... Or we'll have to do like a whole study on on on, on Buddy Heald's whole trade aura. I, I don't... It's like every team wants him and nobody wants him. At the same time, <laughs> I don't understand it. it it's insane. Yeah. I do know he has a clip and that boy can score. Again, the roster is solid... Contending, no. What's happening to them right now? I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Pacers fan. Like I said, you already said he's recruiting. It's very excited that you have a guy like this. That means you might get other solid players. Who you would might you want to see like with this them? upcoming? Paul George making his Indiana comeback? No. I want someone who can run the floor. I want someone who can, like, just, like, honestly, he's not going to go there because he just signed a big contract somewhere else. But I'm just giving you a type of player. Like a Desmond Bain, right? He's not like an all-star superstar, although he's, but he had like, what do you have, like 49 the other night? 49, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he's not heavily dependent off the dribble, so which means Tyrese can continue to steal the ball in his hands all the time. And this guy can just fly off screens and run the floor and just hoist threes up. That like That's the type of player he needs. Like Paul George and those guys are great. Those guys are ISO guys. I love Jason Tatum. I don't want to see him with Halliburton. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I would rather have more of a point guard like Drew who can, like, get the ball off his hands, let it kind of go through Tatum and Brown, then mix in his when he can. Halliburton's so what about a guy like, show. What about a guy like Zach Levine that's on the trading block? Would you want him and the Pacers running around shooting? I don't mind Zach. I like Zach Levine. I want Zach to play some goddamn defense. If Zach can play some fucking defense, his value would be even double. I mean, it's already max. What's he make, 179? That's because that yeah. man can... Bro, Zach is a professional scoring machine professional score uh with that being said if he can just defend which i'm sure he will with carlisle you know that would be dangerous he's athletic as shit him and obi Toppin running around there just catching lobs slashing to the rim uh zach levine does have iso play too so when you could stagger their minutes even you start them together and then you pull one out early and then when when the other one goes out the game you you, you put the other one back in zach levine now has like, like you know he can carry an offense for a certain amount of time where he's out there scoring He's fast. He doesn't need the ball per se all the time. Um, he would have to adjust his game a little bit, but that's but have not you seen the Bulls? a bad have option. You seen the, the Bulls, who are a walking mess the entire season, real dumpster fire. Zach Levine, they've won three in a row with Zach Levine out. So not a good sign for his trade value or anything like that. And he's going to miss more time with an injury. So we'll see what happens with him. Another thing, you, you mentioned Rick Carlisle. I think it's really cool that there was a he summer where all, before the all, game. <laughs> he's pretty intense. Um, I think it's really cool that there, you know, there was a summer where you know the Wizards got Wes Unsell Jr. and the Magic got Jamal Mosley and Willie Green went to the Pelicans and you know Hardy to the Jazz and all these teams went young with the coaches and the Pacers who were rebuilding went with Rick Carlisle and I thought that was kind of weird at the time. I was like, this is a rebuilding situation. You got an older coach, but it's worked out really well for them. And he used to coach there obviously back in the day, so. It's a good fit. Yeah, that's been a constant theme. It's been a theme in the NBA, not just coaches, players as well. Everyone's kind of got young or gone young, and that doesn't always mean success, man. Just go with good. Just go with good. It'd be my advice to anybody. Don't hire somebody because they're young and talented. Don't hire somebody because they're old and experienced. Go with who's going to do the best fucking job or who you think can be talented. That, that, we get this all the time. We get like young coaches who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Or we get young players. I'm not saying the guys you just named don't, because those are all excellent coaches, by the way. But I'm just saying, in general, throughout basketball, it's not even just the NBA, just sports in general, actually. 
Young hires who are supposed to be this, this, and that, and it doesn't work out and they get fired. Young players that cloud a whole team where the average age is 22 and they can't win a fucking game. It's like, bro. And then everybody's like, well, OKC does it. So is one team. I love how everyone uses OKC as like the, 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 the crutch. They're like, oh yeah, we're going young again. You know, we want young players. Who, 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 who do you think you are? It's it's the <laughs> same way. It's the same way every young seven footer is like, well, KD does it. It's like, yeah, that's that's oh, KD an does it. That's that's Ke- that's that's, that's uh, Kevin. That's Sam Presti. Like that, everything they got going on over there, uh, you, you you don't got it. Stop it. If everyone could do it, then why isn't everybody else doing it? Why is every other team that's be re- been rebuilding taking like 10, 12 years to do it, or they still are doing it, or like just now creeping out the hole? Like, bro, you don't have Shea over there. You don't have Chet. You don't have Jalen. The, the, the way this guy's drafted and how many picks this guy has for the future, we can already secure OKC his future. Uh, it's just like the easiest crutch, man. I, see, I hear it all the time. People are like, well, they're, you know, the NBA's young, man. You know, we see this, you know, OKC success. It's like when everybody saw the Warriors shoot threes, so everybody tried to start firing threes, like bad threes. They're like, bro, 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 you, <laughs> relax. You're not Steph. You're not Clay fall back but it's a copycat league so we we get what we get but uh i i'm I'm, i love that indiana hired carlisle because he's a good coach he's not young he's just good that's 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 what i I like about it and and it's worked he's having an impact on these young players um i think more older coaches can get jobs in the nba if they're able to adapt carlisle is obviously adapt some of these old coaches push themselves out the league to a point where nobody wants them back because you're not able to adapt to these young players. And you have to. It's a new time. It's a new frame. It's a new, it's yeah, a it was new like world. Stan, these players think Stan Van Gundy was with the Pelicans. And you know, it was interesting. They had Point Zion and they were doing some things. But then when Will, Willie Green got there, it just completely turned to a different team, right? Completely changed. And that is St- Stan Van Gundy's an excellent coach. Stan yeah. Van Gundy's a basketball brainiac. Him and his brother are. They're, they're bad. The whole family's basketball brainiacs. With that being said, Stan didn't really, and I, again, I'm not saying he couldn't if he got the opportunity again, but in that situation, you didn't really see him adapt that well. You know what I tell this, to, I, I, I've had this conversation even with my father, man, like I've always admired my dad in terms of how he's been able to adapt in different rooms. And I've always admired that he's been able to adapt on every team that he's coached in terms of getting them to buy in. What he did in Boston, what he did in LA. People forget, bro. My fucking dad turned that whole organization around, man. No bullshit. The, whether it's the, the brand identity, uh, putting the banners up in the, in, in, this, in, in the Raptors when the Lakers play, uh, uh, the, the years with the Clippers, the Lob Nation, like, bro, like that, he was a huge part of turning that shit around. All right? Now, obviously, things didn't go well. He got fired. That happens. That's the business. But he like was able to relate to these guys at a level where he got them to buy into a certain point. Obviously, we didn't win anything, but it was there. I know everyone likes to pick it apart. I've seen a lot of past players say shit about that team, but like he was relatable to a, a sense where I saw it and I appreciated it. And I definitely saw it in Boston. Well, selfishly, though, I will say that I do love him calling games. I think he's one of the better. It's a breath of fresh air, man. You know, you just you, it's nice hearing people that this is no shots, you know. Nothing against anyone else, but someone that really knows basketball, and you can tell because he's telling you stuff that you're not noticing when you're watching the game, and it's no, way it's better nice. than someone I mean, look, saying, bro, we get, "Yeah, yeah, it's nice, man." We got JJ out there, and RJ, and my dad. You got a lot of former players out there, and obviously Doris Burke, who's you know didn't play in the NBA, <laughs> obviously, but she's a fucking media legend, man. She's a titan. Um, 
so it, it, it's been great to see. And last night was sick, bro. Having the TNT and the ESPN crews next to each other and TNT was kind of ragging on Stephen A. Stephen A was a great sport about it. Um, I thought that was really dope. You, you could see like how much media does matter to people. Like people thought that was really cool. You know what I mean? Um, and only uplift ESPN just because TNT in terms of basketball commentating, or I shouldn't say commentating, just side, uh, halftime report. They are the standard. They're the, they're the standard for sports in terms of halftime shows. There's nothing in the realm uh, of sport TV that's like that TNT crew. They dominate. That's why they win an Emmy every year. Um, so it was really cool for them to, sh- to share that stage with ESPN. I thought that was dope. I, I'm surprised I even, you never get to see collabs like that. Sometimes people are just too big. Like Stephen A. Smith is huge. You know, Charles Barkley, these guys are huge. It's really cool to get them together. It was like seeing, you know, Khaleesi finally go to Winterfell in Game of Thrones and meet up with those people we waited seven seasons for. They finally got together. It was nice seeing them share the screen. That's all I'm saying. Well, Game of Thrones reference. It's hard, it's hard for me to even, I, I can't even picture Khaleesi in like a good form because my little brother's, Shitty little French bulldog. It's the stinkiest little loudest pig noise making thing I've ever seen in my life. They named it Khaleesi and the most undeserving name ever. And every time <laughs> I hear that, that name, I think of that damn dog. And you had a dog, you had a dog named Bane, right? For a while. You must have really liked I the did. Dark Knight trilogy. Big body, strong alpha male. Um, ended up gaining weight in the later years. So not so much Bane, more like babe, more like, <laughs> more like, ga- more like big, <laughs> more like gain. <laughs> no good. <laughs> didn't like that. Bane gain. I was good. Whatever. man. It's prediction time. I want to know who's going to win the in season tournament finals. We got the Pacers and we got the Lakers. We got the young, exciting, hot team versus the team that we all kind of thought was going to be there. But let's be honest. The Lakers fans, they, the, they, the faithful travel well to Vegas. That's a home game for them. So who do you have? It is a home game. Uh, At this point, the Lakers. I'd be shocked if the Pacers pull this off. If they do, though, the reason I say this is just like, man, actually, you know what? I don't. Shocked is crazy. Shock a con. What are we doing here? Shock is smart. Maybe maybe shocked is 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 a little bit of a stretch, just due to the fact that it's single elimination. And it's single elimination. It's in the seven-game series here. So it's one game, anything can happen. And they play at such, such a pace and speed that for one game, that doesn't give a team enough time to like adjust and like plan and prepare. You know, they could, they could win that game. They could win that game. But if you're asking me who I think is going to win, uh, Lakers going to win the game. LeBron James, man, this whole thing they got going, year 21, first in-cup season champs. You know, brand it with the Lakers home game in Vegas. Uh, AD's is playing it, well. Is it something every, that he has? Is it a notch in his belt over Michael Jordan winning this? No, it's not a notch because Michael never had an opportunity to do it. Okay, that'd be like saying, "Hey, man, I, sh- I made more of a three pointers than Bob Cousy." Well, Bob Cousy didn't play the three point line. You idiot! You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make sense. People, I've been seeing that on Twitter. If he does this, man, he's gonna one up on Jordan. What the fuck kind of shit is that? <laughs> Bro, y'all understand? Jordan played 13 years. Or 15. How many years he play? 14, 15, 16. Are you counting the Wizards like years? Thir- it's funny how we just no. we're not allowed to count them. Yeah, you do. They played. They counted. We're going to go. He came back count. after being off of basketball for years, fam. And then came back because he was bored. The guy was running the Wizards. Imagine being the president and looking down there and be like, eh. 
Bro, if, you're, if you if if you would have won the championship in those years, you would have counted, right? So if you don't, you still count the years. What are we doing here? So what are these years for LeBron? Are we counting these years? But that's well, about to be 39. And, uh, Bro, I was shocked the other day. It was Giannis turned 29. LeBron's about to turn 39. He's 10 years on this guy. And we got Giannis is in his prime, and, and LeBron's still out there doing it. Playing just as well, if not better. It's crazy. He is. He's having a better season. LeBron James has got to be like top five in MVP votings pretty soon. He keeps this up. I'm not even kidding. It's insane. We've already talked about, we can't, we talk about every pod because it's just like nothing. People, we don't, I, I, I think maybe we do and other people do too. That's why we all talk about it. Like for once we are grasping something special in front of us. You know how sometimes like when something's gone and we all now realize, man, you, I can't believe you took never, it for granted. You never get, you never get the flowers when you can still smell them. Kanye. That's actually, I like that line. That's smooth. Um, <laughs> took me a second there. Sorry, I'm late. But uh, Exactly. And I think right now in the moment, we are appreciating it. Every time I turn on the TV, 39, 39 years old, LeBron James. There's the, like People are appreciating, like, this has never happened in sports. The only other guy that, in, in terms of like athletic sports, that involves you actually moving your legs and stuff, like running around, um, where you've seen a guy do this. The only other person we've seen is Tom Brady. Um in terms of being old and dominating still and still be one of the best. And I give LeBron just a notch up, A, because he's LeBron, but B, because basketball is such a high-paced game uh, and he has to play offense and defense and there's a lot more toll on his body than there is versus a quarterback who can't even be touched, especially like Tom Brady who didn't get a It's not like this guy was getting fucking thrashed every game on the field. Like, at all types of penalties and stuff if you touch that guy, like most quarterbacks. They're, 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 the rules are in place to protect them. Where in an NBA game, this guy LeBron James is running up and down the court for 37 minutes, man, just exerting energy, bumping into guys, getting fouled, hacked, pressures on his shoulder. He's got to pass. He's got to lead the team in assists. He's got to lead the team in points. He's got to rebound. He's got to, like, bro, it's insane, dog. He's doing this at 39 years old. We have never seen this in sports, bro. When We've he drives on a fast it. break, people are either getting out of the way or they're getting hurt while they're fouling him. Oh, yeah, it, oh, they foul shocking. him. And he's... And he's 39. Like his bro, I don't this I tried to paint this example the other day. And it, it was no disrespect to Udonis Haslam. You Udonis Haslam has a storied career in terms of you being able to play for one franchise for 20 years. Respect, brother. That's mad cool. All all respect there. Did you see his body last year in year 20? That's what it's supposed to look like. That's what me or you or anybody whose body's gonna look like if you play 20 years in the NBA. It, that, that, that's what like guy was do you see when he tried to catch that lob like that's that's 20 years in the NBA of toll on your body man this guy what LeBron is doing is changing the game it's it's like def, it's it's like uh, no one's seen it we, we don't know what this is I in fact he's playing so well when the fuck does it stop when does he slow down what next year's oh so now next year he's not gonna be good anymore and he's gonna be just as good as he is this year his decline is so gradually slow. It's so slow. I'm talking about like this. Like, it's not even like this because he's not down there. It's like this is where he's at right now, right? He's like, he's like. It's a soft landing. It's like a little notch below where he was in his prime. Like, nigga's still in his prime low key, even though he's out of his prime. He still plays like it. Like, it's, it, it's insane. I don't know what his prime is. Does he have a prime? It's the longest prime of any athlete I've ever seen. And it's it's not slowing down. And if, like you said, if it is, it's microscopic. And I remember people after he won the 2016 championship, people were like, all right, he got that. Now it's time for him to 
man, that was that's like eight years ago. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, so listen, before I let you go, what's your what's your night in New York look like? You got one more night there. No, my night looks good, man. Just gonna probably just grab some dinner with some friends, lay low, um, watch some basketball, and then uh, probably just call it, man. Get some sleep. I love seeing you on TV, here. man. You were I thought you I thought you were killing Jay Will out there. When Jay you Will teed it up for me, stuff. man. I appreciate you. I appreciate I appreciate you, Jay Will. You you teed it up for me to uh, to to you know to throw that one down, bro. You threw the lob on that one. Fun fact, man. He was uh, obviously Jason Williams back then. He was my favorite college player of all time. I was obsessed. I thought he, he was. He was. He, was, he, was he, he had no flaws. He had no weakness. Perfect point guard. He, he he was nasty. People forget how nasty he was. If he wasn't injured, he would have had a probably a storied NBA career, just like his college one. Um, Jay Will had real, real game. And if it wasn't for that injury uh, from that fucking motorcycle, he would have had a hell of an NBA career. But. He's turned it around in another way. He's been able to go on media and do his fucking thing. So a lot of respect with Jay. Uh, and then Stephen A. and JJ today were incredible. Uh, Molly was great. Uh, and then uh, Greeny, you know, the legend. So um, yeah. was very fortunate to work with them. And I'm fortunate to work with you. And it's, it's been nice, man. Good media is good media. All right, that's all we have for today. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate five stars. We're on our own feed. Follow Ringer NBA on TikTok and our new Instagram page. Y'all have a safe weekend, man. Be easy, be safe, and we'll see who uh, wins this in-season tournament next uh, or this weekend, and we can uh, talk about it next week. It'll be fun, man. Y'all be safe this weekend. Be easy. Peace.